Welcome to Grit and Gravitas with Anne and Annie, bringing you savvy, spirited stories of success. We're excited to deliver 30 minutes of inspiration, impact, and goodness. We'll be bringing you guests and friends from around the country who have very special work and personal journeys. I'm Ann Dieter Gallagher, your co-host with Annie Carnathan, and this is Grit and Gravitas. Let's go. things I think about women in business and especially powerful women in leadership positions is overwhelmingly those positions in the C-suite and Anne knows this, you know, lockdown, um, men are CEOs just disproportionately in wild, wild, wild ways. And instead of lamenting that complaining about, I mean, Part of what we're doing is this show to say, here's how you get there. And and Leslie Farrar, who you mentioned, made to me one of the best points as well. She said, it's one thing to get to the table, to to get a seat. It's another thing entirely to work every single day to earn it, to keep Mm -hmm. it. It's this relentless pursuit of relevance, as I'm paraphrasing. You know, when you look, as you referenced earlier, all these women in really powerful positions at H-E-N-R, that's happened with a male CEO who I also madly admire, just have watched this from afar, have seen the performance through catastrophic years of planning, biggest capital investments, like poof, right? And I've heard the messaging and I've seen the leadership. And so what is it do you think about John Lawn, who is the CEO, feeling perfectly not just content to promote women in leadership positions because he can't be wrong, you know, over and over and over again, especially a general manager of Hershey Park, which is a world-class, look, I mean, destination, and then throw Hershey in, throw the Hershey company in. I mean, you said it. Hershey in and of itself, just say the word. And someone else is going to add to what Hershey means to Around them. the world, they will. So is there a common denominator to male CEOs that, that have to continue to feel more comfortable, more confident? Not that you're going to talk for every male CEO, but you, you can say, here's what makes this thrive. In my experience, I think what I definitely appreciate and is so different being small, right? I went from super big to, to small, right? Just it's, it's big. It's an amazing organization, but from the, from the amount of people, right? It's, it's smaller. And so the interaction alone is amazing. Like I love from my lens, the welcoming nature and the interactivity from the executive committee in our organization is unbelievable, right? They will be working in the park just like everyone else is working in the park, right? I, I washed dishes in the chocolatier with John Lawn this summer, right? uh, At night shift, like three to 11. Wow. Wow. That's some, that's the kind of insight I'm looking for. Um, so those are pieces, but those are pieces that the whole team does. So I would say it's collaboration, um, it's team focus. And the other pieces is it's just, um, a lot of, people, I think, feel like they drive their success from understanding exactly 
the people that they surround themselves with. So again, so, and again, I'm just, I'm assuming, I don't know, right. I've not been a CEO yeah. and I'm not it's a just man. just your lens though. But so, um, it's important. in those networks, right. It's like the, the similarity bias, right. Like you are like me, so you must, you'll be best helpful for me. Right. Yeah. Um, whereas I think, especially in hospitality and in business today, the best thing you can do is surround yourself with people with different experiences and different points of view, but also those that understand that stuff has to get done. Because you can't right. be surrounded by people that just want to have seven different opinions. Think about it, not and do it. And talk about it for 27 and years. like this. Right, because yeah. it's like decisions have to be made, things have to move forward, right? That has to happen. So it's that delicate balance of how do you do that while also making sure that you're getting people that look at things differently than you, right? right? And I think that it's an obvious right? It, man, woman, right? Um, you know, race, right? Uh, educational experience, work experience, age. all age, all of those different pieces just provide a different set of glasses to look through. Fresh eyes, diversification. And that, that can only help, right? But again, I think the other challenge with that is there's just the inherent potential of fear, right? Like, so what if, what if they know more? What exactly. if they're better than me, right? And, Threatened. So again, I think that there, I don't, I don't feel that um, where I work now, right? It is, it is one where we all are work and maybe it is because the core purpose is so strong. Like maybe it is because at the end of the day, we really are just trying to ensure that we provide as much value to the Milton Hershey school as possible while at the same time giving people cool experiences. Um, but it's, it's been so fun and so different. Um, again, but when I started at Pepsi, I want to say Andrew Nua became the CEO in maybe 2005. Mm -hmm. Like I started in 2004. So for my entire career um, at PepsiCo, Female essentially, CEO. Andrew Nui was the CEO. And it was it was fascinating to hear and to see, especially because I started off as just a very low-level person fascinated that there was a, a female CEO. Um, and then as I got more senior, when I was in San Francisco running the uh, market there, we had Super Bowl 50, um, which was a big deal. The Super Bowl is a big thing for Pepsi. Um, so it was a big deal. We had the board of directors out, wow. Andrew Newey was out, and it was just, you know, um, understanding and hearing from that lens, the expectations, the importance of that, um, the importance of how she felt she had to say things and do things based mm -hmm. on how people reacted to her um, was interesting, right? And And was sometimes not appreciated by the organization. Oh, she's, you know, she's demanding, right? All of these different pieces. But again, I think those are the, those are the parts that are just interesting to have. I only have two experiences at this point, right? I have Pepsi and I have Hershey Entertainment and Resort. So it's, it's just two experiences. Um, but like with everything, I like to say, I've just gotten so much out of both of them. And it's what I like to try to do in anything, anybody I interact with, anyone I engage with, certainly anyone I work for, I like to learn the things that I love and learn the things that I don't love and try to figure out what fits into who I am. Yeah. You know, and we talk about Ingenuity because now it's her life's goal to make the workplace more welcoming, yep. more female friendly. Mm -hmm. You know, the things she had to sacrifice, yeah. moments she missed with her kids, you know, talk about memories. And so I think, um, and I'll paraphrase this, but um, there was a story about about Indra and, and, and to me showing up, which there's no substitute for, as I mentioned earlier. So um, Hershey Entertainment Resorts is looking at, you know, renewing with PepsiCo or um, having Coca-Cola. 
and that's going to sequence and happen and they have to grow as the park grows, they have to be to the needs. And so it, it felt as if maybe this would be the renewal and I'm again, paraphrasing, but it's business lore that I just covet. Um, and it looks like it's maybe swinging Coke's way and who literally appears at the meeting than Indra Nui. And wow. says, this is important to PepsiCo. Wow. This partnership is really important to us. And to Lauren's point, iconic, but not large in the terms of big grocery right, chains right, and, right. And, and where her time is best spent. And if that's not high touch relationship, I get goosebumps every time I think about it because you have to show up. Well, and she's, she's making a visible, uh, intentional move to show you how important you are to her. 100%. When you bring, you know, someone of that caliber and influence and uh, respect from around the world to your meeting place, to your p- earlier point, you you better all be there to show up and, and be prepared uh, to answer and to support and reply, which is 100%. Uh, it really is incredible. a walk the walk scenario for sure, right, is, is that level of commitment. But it's, I mean... It's fun. It's going to be fun to see what she does now that she is taking on this new challenge in her retirement because it is one of the things that she had to, I mean, think of. Endure. Uh, people don't have to. I mean, again, a, a female CEO of a Fortune 50 company and a, a, a woman of color as well, right? Like it right. just, I can't imagine. I cannot. And because I was so young when she started, but I remember seeing articles and reading articles and it was challenging. So, you know, it's, uh, and, she and made it's, an impact. It, she did learn. And, 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 and the, and the path she blazed, she did enormous growth things, took Pepsi into places that we would be putting her in, you know, the, the business CEO hall of fame, if there were one, you know, maybe there should be, but <laughs> against Good odds where our headwinds in as women, whether we like it or not. And I'm all about, this is reality. And it's my job to wake up every day and, and again, to Leslie's point, earn my place at the table. And I think there's just no amount of things we can say to women where that's the battle. You know, it's not, you know, it's not excuses. It's not, well, 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 well. you know, people are going to hire people to your point that they're comfortable with. They, they look like me. They talk mm-hmm. like me. And, and prior relationships, we talk all the time about relationships at this point in our, in our lives is our currency. Yeah. If, if Ann says, Annie, you really need to talk to this person, that's what I'm going to do with, with our non-renewable time. Mm-hmm. And so I think women just have to look out and understand how that value is going to fit in as a leader, period. I, I think you're absolutely right. And I think it goes back to sort of that relevance piece on it's so valuable, right? You're there to provide that different piece of perspective, um, but everyone else might not see what you see. And that's why you're there. So the hard part mm-hmm. is, is you have to bring your opinion, but you also have to make sure it's informed, right? With information, like why are you suggesting ABC? How right. can you make sure that you're doing that, that you're demonstrating that you should be there, but also understanding part of the hard part is, is if you see something the way someone else doesn't, is you have to be able to explain it to them. Pepsi, Pepsi talks about hip pocket skills. You guys heard those? Oh, I, I want to hear about that. No. So hip pocket skills, that. right? So it's like, it's the skills that you want to keep in your hip pocket to be able to pull them out whenever you need them, right? One of my favorite ones was the ability, which reminds me of, as you talk about Indranui, the ability to see around corners, right? We're not talking about like Superman skills of invisible, but it's like, how do I know what's coming up Unintended next, consequences. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, it's, 
it's hard because you have to sort of be able to confidently predict, which is which is business in general, right? right. The amount of time your team spends confidently predicting what is going to happen. Your team, what is going to happen, who's going to react and how, yeah. right? It's those pieces that there's so many different scenarios, but then at some point you have to pick something and say, this is what we're going to do and we're going to move forward from there. And it's those are the pieces that are also so hard because if you have seven other people that are like, I agree with you, I totally think that that's happening next. But magic happens when no one else sees it until you tell them a story and make them understand and then they're like, you know what? You're absolutely right. But the strength of your convictions where no one other than you, and it's instinctive. And I call it bulletproof. I don't know if that's politically correct anymore, essentially, <laughs> to just- We know what you mean. Sort of build, yes, build this way where we minimize our vulnerabilities and our threats. So it's back to the strength, weakness, opportunity, yep. threat. And I'm constantly- sequencing those four and so the power to move ahead and then lauren the power to distinguish someone who's agreeing with you because you're you and the people who aren't necessarily and their salaries depend on that's on exactly that. right and they're and they're and and i learned this the really hard way they're they're essentially communicating to the chair I, uh, that's another good one. You just keep reminding me of all of my random <laughs> sayings that Brenty, but um i was given some good advice beware of your shadow um, just be mindful because again, I also am a, I am, I'm not shy, right? Like I am, I am, when I come into a room, you know, I come into a room, right? That's I'm, a gravitas, big, Anne. Yep. That's yeah, gravitas. Yep, yep. But to that point, I, I do it not to make people feel less, right? And that's yeah. a, a balance, right? On that humility and making sure that I create an environment where people feel like they can share anything and I will do my best to provide counsel, feedback, mm -hmm. next steps, um, but it's a constant balance because sometimes I know that I don't think I'm intimidating, <laughs> right? Um, that's where you never but, see yourself right? the way the world uh, does. That's right? exactly right. right. So, um, so it's that piece. It's, it's, are they, are they saying yes to this chair? Are they not saying something? Are they agreeing because they think that if they don't agree that it'll be an annoying conversation afterwards? Like what are, what are those other pieces and how do I best maneuver that? Cause if I'm not driving engagement, from other people, then again, I'm not doing my job. I love, let me revisit something you uh, just said a minute ago. I love the point that you have to, to succeed in business, you've got to be able to make decisions. And many of those decisions, Annie, for you, for me, for Lauren, uh, we don't know if they're right or not. And you, when you're with a team that is, is uh, so risk averse, or fragile that they don't want to be wrong. You're paralyzed and you can't go forward. So be it right or wrong, you take, you make an informed decision, as you said, you gather the data as quickly as possible. You're never going to know, especially in a pandemic, you would never know that you're hundred uh, percent correct, but you march forward and then you iterate as you go along. And if, if A didn't work out, we're going to try B. But if you have team members that just have to be right and they're not going to you know, I would say you need to add more team members or you need to replace those team members. You have to have people, uh, men and women, confident enough to say, you know, I could be wrong. I don't think with all the best data, I don't think I'm wrong. And we're going to, you know, we're going to make a decision because lost time in when you make a business decision is lost opportunity as well. And I'd say take that a step further. And my entire point is I, I like to create choices. And then when I make a decision, my entire premise then is I'm going to do everything within my power to make it 
a good decision. Right. Because people will say that to me, you've made good decisions. Well, you haven't seen the, you know, the thousand cuts that were not. And the bulk of time in sales, I have heard no extraordinary amounts of time. You're way, good with that. way, way, yeah. way, way more. And that is why I succeed. And there's not a single thing that's going to deter me, you know, over, under, around, through, if I think that's where we need to go under tremendous duress. I don't know when to stop fighting though. That's the, 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 the curse of it, right? Like you got this, like calm down, right? We're good. You'd be excited to know this week I did a, what would Annie do scenario? Whoa, this, <laughs> is, this is, this is Ann's business vitamin. Win. I had a situation where, you know, in PR, we, uh, we craft pitches and we, we think again, we're trying to read around the corner of the media, <clears throat> what would be relevant, uh, what would be a strong story for our clients, um, what would the public need to know to make informed decisions about consumer choices or business decisions. And I had been pitching a certain individual and they came back, um, in our business, it's, you may receive a no a lot of times, but I think it's a really, really good pitch. And they, they came back, um, no. And the sentence was framed a little, I was inferring tone, you know, like, okay, Anne, enough. And I thought, you know what, how would Annie take this? What would she say? And so I didn't get, uh, I strengthened my emotional resilience. And I said, you know, no right now for this story pitch is just no right now. And it's not Lauren, as you said, in our pre podcast conversation, uh, we can't hit grand slams all the time, although I want to, and that's just my uh, DNA. But Annie, so I'm starting to run through my own per <clears throat> personal reel, like what would, how would Annie take this? And she'd, she'd say, ah, okay, you know, we're going to uh, try the pitch on another individual, another media channel. So just know that. I that better be getting <laughs> lots of no's or I am stagnant. It is, it's fascinating. It's a, it's a constant it's a constant balance again, because as I've probably mentioned 1 million times, I do like to win. But the other piece is if, if I am only hitting grand slams, then the pitches aren't fast enough. Right. Well, or that's okay. There's a business vitamin. So, um, yeah, I think, well, I need to get even stronger than I am now with, uh, staying standing with the nose. I mean, the nose and they're not cataclysmic. And my husband is a super awesome balance for me. Like, Anne, how'd you go from A to Z here in five super seconds? Awesome period. Then I am so grateful that he thinks entirely different. And that's probably why we've been married 40 years. He, he just comes at the world, uh, entirely different, not just as a man, but you know, in he's a chemist by trades and I'm a creative and a writer different and, brains um, different brains but one of the things in getting to know lauren because you know clearly speak my language the philosophies and everything is is there's no context so if and when i don't necessarily understand the why and i say this to my team i'll say this to my son i'll say this to my, like like i have this mad mad strategy is to just ask why <laughs> just say why <laughs> And be quiet Kinda like and the listen for the answer. So I'll say, Lauren, like, what's what's the context of that? What's happening in your building? What 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 maybe are things we need yeah. to know that we don't know, right? Because all we're trying to ever do is help each of us, especially with this, get stronger. And so when we contextually understand, might not like it, but that's the way it is. That's reality. 
And so to ask why, I think, is an enormously insightful question, especially if you're not hearing much around it. A hundred percent. And again, that's the other piece is it, it's so it's so hard when it's not a grand slam, but I I don't learn the same things otherwise, right? With asking exactly. that why and exactly. learning those other pieces, it's um, you know, failing fast was an important thing that I was able to learn at Pepsi, right? If you it's okay to fail. And I tell my team this too. Is it's that okay. a hip pocket skill or anything? <laughs> well, I mean, so you, maybe, right? Again, it's a balance, right? You fail fast, but don't fail on the same thing more than once. Um, and the other piece is, the same mistake is scale, over over, right? right? So again, if you are going to try something that's super out there and you're not sure exactly what's going to happen, don't do it on a multi-million dollar business, don't right? Don't everything, yeah. That's right. So it's, it's those... It's those different pieces. Um, and I mean, that's the fun part. You talked about choice on getting people that are are not used to ever failing and think that failure equals that they're bad at their job, mm-hmm. right? Um, not, acknowledge, not acknowledging risk is a problem if you are in any leadership position. So like if you are not aware of this is what I want to do, this is what I think could happen. Best case scenario, this is what I think could happen. Worst case scenario, this is actually what I think could happen, right? It's just it's just laying it out. Yeah. Because the other piece, I find myself sometimes being in scenarios where um, we only talk about one side of risk. There's the risk of doing something, but there's the risk of doing nothing. Exact lost um, opportunity risk. Yes. Yeah. And I think it is failing forward. And again, if I'm not pushing the boundaries, I, I tell our, our teams it's it's calculated risk. The one thing I don't want to do, however, is, is not ever be all in. And there's no way I don't live by the rear view. You know, the windshield's the size it is, the rear view's the size it is, and I'm not walking that way. I'm, I'm all ahead, but we had better understand that if we're all not doing that, we're going to be obsolete. There's going to be a relevance that we just don't have anyway. You can feel that you can smell that. And I have always failed forward. And honestly, would not know if I'm not getting X amount of no's on certain levels. And now sales has just pivoted into persuasion, mm-hmm. in, into leadership. If anybody thinks a good salesman isn't a leader first, um, there's absolutely, you're, you're going into all these strangers and asking them to follow you for right. all intents and purposes. It's not, it's not any more complicated than that. And you're either going to enjoy that, but then when you have it, how does it continue to evolve and grow? Yeah. And you need partners that are, that's going to happen with as much as you need a team yeah. that's going to keep doing that. We all have to row in the same direction. Love many trust few. always row your own canoe, but we have to do it together <laughs> and we all that's have. A, that's a staple that's to the great gravitas of podcast studio. I love the um, reality check that we are all going to fail and many, many times. And when, uh, you know, as a, as a mother, as a parent, it's so, um, uh, you know, we want to fix everything with our children, especially when they're little, you know, we want to prevent them from ever scraping their knee or, uh, falling off the chair. Um, and in reality, when we have young people in our employ, like you, uh, we can't fix everything. And if, if they are so deeply wounded at failure, like that's not an asset to us. You have to be able to, uh, stand back up again. Figure it out. Yeah. Acknowledge like, okay, that didn't work out, uh, the way I planned for the business, for the corporation, for my personal business goals, but I'm going to get back up there again. And I've said, as the mother of three wrestlers, I think that was just the perfect, those six minutes are brutal 
on a wrestling match. So you're one person's walking away with a hand raised and one person is not. So if you are devastated at losing or being pinned in front of an entire gymnasium full of people, often now with a spotlight over the wrestling mat, you know, you're not really going to have a long career as business ownership. You sure won't. Um, but even as success, you got it's, it's such important lessons for our youth to learn how to manage failure. So true. And I mean, that's like in that such compressed time frame, you have to try to win and then you have to learn what went wrong, right? Yeah. Like that, those are the pieces where that's how you are successful in any sport or business is that. And it's nobody else's no, fault. You know, you're out there. It. You can't say in some team sports, not that wrestling is not a team sport, but you're going to say, you know, well, the ump made a bad call. I mean, I guess you could say the ref, but if you're pinned, you're pinned and the entire, you know, gymnasium is looking at you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he didn't, he didn't do the pinning and he didn't do the getting pinned, right? I mean, that But then you get just... back up as a, as a teenager. Yeah. And you're back in the wrestling room and perhaps cutting weight, eating less, yeah. working harder, learning new moves to get back out there again. So I've I've always said, and I wrote an op-ed about this years ago, that those skills on a wrestling mat are precisely what uh, America needs in entrepreneurship. Those are the ones who can who can run the distance and not be dissuaded by everything thrown at them because they know how to survive failure. I think that's such an interesting point. And I think sometimes entrepreneurship, especially now, is thought of just luck. Like someone happened Ugh. to think of an app and now they're a millionaire. Like there's, oh I my. mean, that that is maybe one out of a million entrepreneurs were yeah. just luck. The rest of them failed time and time again. But again, that is the part I hate. I also, I don't like failing, right? If I like to win, <laughs> I, I, you might be able to draw the conclusion that I don't like, um, to fail, but I love to learn. So it's this weird balance of some of my most impactful learnings have come from experiences that didn't go the way I wanted them to go. You know? I mean, could you imagine? Without that rich aunt and caramels. Yep. 100%. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And it's an extraordinary uh, day in and day out lesson of you really do have to, to, to win, love to win and hate to lose. And that is, it's not a balance. It's, it's juggling. Right. Cause sometimes there's a, a ball higher in the air and a ball lower in the air. And that's where your personal board of directors comes mm -hmm. in. And there's just such an intricate network of support you need because there's just times too. And I'll just go, what a dope I was like, how could I not have known that? Well, I mean, perfection isn't, isn't, doesn't exist anywhere. And so I think that's part of it too, is the humility to go, this is why that happened. And it was self-induced, you know, it was an inside job. It was external things. That person wasn't who I thought they were, which is a, a, again, a life's lesson. You know, when I left a 25 year broadcasting career, I was like, what? Like I thought these people were my friends. I was at their weddings. I watched their kids being born. Oh, not so much, honey. <laughs> Don't let the door hit you. And I was like, what an incredibly brutal, yeah. but important awakening. Yeah. And I can't do this alone. I don't want to do this alone. And that's not how, not necessarily teams are built, but grow. And all I care about is mentoring and coaching yeah. and watching people blossom. So fun. Well, grow. you have a lot in common with Lauren because you stepped into an opportunity 
that was no guarantee of success, something you had never done before with people you had never worked with before, and said yes, knowing, you know, I don't really know what what's around the corner. Well, and, and you go in thinking it's one thing did. from the other side of the desk, and now you're on the side, and you're just like, ooh, I didn't think this was that, right? And honestly, and I say this, Lauren, if, if I didn't have my two-year rule where I think any job needs to last two years, I probably would not have gutted that out. If I didn't adhere to what I believe when I hire people yeah. um, to be able to grow roots yeah. and be like, it's one thing to get the ball in the air. It's another thing entirely to keep it up there. Absolutely. Right. And anybody can get it in the air and then vamoose before it's tough to stay up there, you know, come down, right. The, the staying power, the loyalty, the commitment, you know, and, and, and to me, no matter where you are, if you can't, if you can't argue and make it back, there's not a real relationship there. And to me now that tells, um, that tells my team and myself everything they need to know to be able to be comfortable going, this didn't happen the way it should have happened. And here's everything. And maybe it does involve some other people, right? But it's, it's about how we move forward, how we fail forward and the minimized risk we took to do it. Because look, Failure is a possibility. Always. Might not be a probability. Well, of course, we think it's going to succeed, but the possibility is that it won't. And to your point, what's the cost of that? That's right. Because there is always a cost. Always. It's always collateral damage. I think that kind of passion is contagious and that that type of thinking is contagious. You know, when you surround yourself with people that say, we can do it, we're going to try instead of, oh, I don't really know, this looks too big for me. Um I th- I'm I'm always amazed at how that permeates a team to say, yep, yep, we're going to do it. And and this is the way forward. Trust, rapport, confidence, chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, this is our first organic two-parter. Yeah. <laughs> and I've totally lost track of time. Oh, so we're going to have to wait on Colin. And her to- business vitamins. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. So I've already taken several. Lauren, do you have any, and I love the hip pocket skills. I got to, Oh I, yeah, that's a we got to go down that rabbit hole later too. Um, any special business vitamins that you want to share, uh, either meaningful lessons you've learned or things you self-talk uh, you tell yourself as maybe you're ready to launch a new project at Hershey Entertainment or uh, bring a new idea to the table, something like that. A couple things I'd say is one, um, and I know I've mentioned it, but like find out what drives your passion, right? So passion a is a renewable resource if you feed it. Good. <laughs> if you don't feed it, it's not. So, um, and there's a balance of your passion of what you do as your job. And then there's your passion of what you do externally. Both of them have to be fed. Um, so I think that's important. Another one that was important that I learned early on in my career at Pepsi was, um, just because you want the job that someone else has, doesn't mean you have to do it the way that someone else does. That's good. Um, good. You can do it the way that you, that it works for you. And oh, by the way, if you do it the way that it works for you, you will be far more successful than if you try to do it the way that you saw someone else do it. 
Um, so it just goes back to that authenticity. If you can sure. find how your natural operating is, um, you'll just be more successful. And be confident doing it 100%. your way. And have leaders that support the fact that you're not going to come right. in and do it the way it's always been done. Because trust me when I tell you, they're going to hear it. <laughs> they're going to hear it. Well said. And I think that's the other piece is that's interesting is, is you can do it differently, but you, you have to learn and understand and read the room, right? Like they're also, it's one of the things that I learned early on. Um, I was 27, I think, when I ran a... Um, a um, a distribution warehouse for Pepsi. Um, I had 64 employees and I was the youngest person in the building and a female. Um, And uh, I had to learn, right? I had to demonstrate to them that I didn't know everything, but I had a responsibility to protect their livelihoods, um, our business. um, And from that, I would have to balance what I knew and what I didn't know. Um, So it was good to learn that early on. And there were definitely some clunky pieces. There were some folks that were unenthused, um, but again, helped me learn that I needed to be open. to learn. Yeah. There's no substitute for that. So Ian, just like that. Well, I feel like I need to go to Hershey Park now. Uh, uh, Lauren, come it on just, down. you embody the, the spirit of Milton Hershey and the school is just an incredible asset, um, uh, to children around the country, but also here in uh, Central Pennsylvania. She's all the way to Bright. And here's what's very exciting. And when is the last time you've been to a Bears game? Well, now I told her it's it's longer than 25 years. So, And I've only ever been to one, and that was with my Cub Scout den. <laughs> the Dieter Gallagher Group yes. is going to take advantage of our suite, the Universal very Media exciting. Suite at the Giant Center which is just an incredible, incredible experience. I'm so spoiled. There's We're no other way to watch a Bears game. And, yep. and, and grateful. So- I'm excited. It should be a good time. I mean, we've got, uh, we're, we're currently undefeated. So two games in new coach, um, new coach, uh, first time we've started with a captain in a while, Matt Molson. Um, so we're feeling, we're feeling good. It's, it's fun. <laughs> I'm so excited. I can't wait. I will see you there. I am positive. And, Yay. uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a really fun season. And that is, that's another example. It was fun to be there last weekend and just Great. to be able to hear and feel again, as we were talking about earlier, the things you didn't know you missed, right? Yeah. She, she will not believe that experience. It's unlike any other experience. It's amazing. Um, it's in, amazing. The, in the region, really. So, um, thanks thank for sharing you. your time with us. It's non-renewable. We're beyond blessed for your wisdom. And we know that our listeners, uh, I crave this kind of content, which is why I listen to podcasts, um, meeting new people and being able to put their uh, advice and, and personal business experience into effect immediately is, is really one of our uh, our goals and to give it, uh, pay it forward. You'll see Lauren at the Bears, if not before. <laughs> All, All right. of the above. Number Lauren, one fan, signing oh, out. Yay, Thank you. Yay, yay. Have a great weekend, Lauren. Thank you. Have a high gear day. Thanks for listening. It's our desire that these stories will bring energy, ideas, and fresh thinking that you can use today. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram and have a high gear day.